Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talking Anime, the one podcast where me and my co-host Mitch believe everyone's equal except for women because my reputation for misogyny is legendary. That's right, guys. Today, I finally convinced Mitch to watch one of my favorite movies of all time as a little little shorty episode for you guys. Uh, and, and before we go into it, I think you know what we need to do, Mitch? What do we need to do? We need to hit the theme music, the special edition OP for this one. All right, hit her up. That's right. Today we're talking about Lupin the Third, specifically the movie The Castle of Lac of Lacagliostro, which is uh one of my favorite movies of all time. And Mitch has heard me bitch and moan about how much I love uh Lupin. Mm-hmm. I, I mean like you, my... named your, you named your character on our D and D podcast, uh Rolpocto, after a Lupin character, so it only makes sense. Uh, I, I named him Dice Gate. I named him Dice Gate Chance after Dice Gate Jigen. He carries a big iron on his hip. <laughs> but uh, this is talking anime, the one podcast where we support misogyny and owning a three fifty seven Magnum and pulling it out on anyone that deserves it. I mean, that's right. I, go buy yourself. Go buy yourself. But go buy yourself. Go buy yourself a Smith and Wesson Model Four three fifty seven uh, with the thirty eight special frame. And then put a 357 Magnum round in it. See how long that thing fucking lasts. Um, all I heard was gun go boom. That's all I heard from that. Basically, he's putting a high power bullet into a smaller gun than it's supposed to be in. I love oh, it. No gun go boom in hand. No, the uh, the specific gun he uses was actually chambered in 357. But there's literally an arc in, like, the later seasons, because this is, like, Jigen's had that one gun for so long, he refers to it as his partner and has a weirdly sexual, sensual relationship with it. And, uh, there's literally arcs in it, how he's had it for so long and abused it so much, like, and taken care of it really well. Like, people are surprised it still functions as well as it does. Mm. So, yeah, we are talking about Lupin this week, and... It has been one of those animes that has been on my to watch list for so long. And 
I honest in all honesty, I just needed something to watch to introduce me to everything besides trying to, you know, jump in head first into, you know, an anime from that time period. So a movie really helps me get into the characters and everything. And now after watching this movie, I do plan on watching Lupin because it is officially on Crunchyroll and I can okay. sit and watch what's on Crunchyroll. Yeah, so with Lupin specifically, um, you're okay to skip the first part if you can't find it. It's really hard to find. And uh, so the thing is, Lupin had a really weird serialization. Um, it actually started as a four coma and then got brought into a like a full on, um, a full on series. But it was published in like a Seinen magazine. So like Lupin's a fucking sociopath in the first season. Like he's a straight up fucking psycho. Like there's one scene. Where a bunch of people try to assassinate him, and he electrocutes them all to death. <sighs> Jesus Christ! I mean, I was uh, I was looking at some of the episodes in uh, on on the first one because Crunchyroll has the first one, and okay. um, I noticed that there's an episode literally called Hitler's Legacy. Yeah. So I know exactly what I'm getting myself into now. Now that I noticed that one of the episodes has Hitler in it. Yeah, so the cool thing about Lupin is, uh, you know, a lot of anime tend to, like, focus on, like, Japan no number one no kamikaze odo, right? Like, like whole kind of, Japan is the capital of whatever, even though, it, let's face it, it's borderline a third world country at this rate. Yeah. Like, you're wrong, Japan. I love all my other Japanese homies, but, like, you know, fam, uh, our country ain't that great, and I'm only a little bit Japanese, and I have no desire to move there, I'll tell you that much. Dude, I, I, so I would rather, so from watching, you know, like, uh, Connor and all those guys talking about like the shit they had to go through to just move to Japan. Nah, man, I'm good. I will visit. I'll gladly go and visit, but I could never go through all that bullshit just to fucking move into a goddamn country. The only good thing about Japan is the housing prices and like rent yeah. is really affordable. Like if I ever won the lottery, cause like there's a 65 million jackpot right now and I bought a ticket today. But if I ever win it, Mitch, I'm just going to buy, like, I'm going to drop, like, a million on, like, a super nice luxury condo and just let my friends stay in it whenever they want. Oh, that'd be dope. I mean, you could also rent it out as an Airbnb, too. No, it's super hard to do that in Japan. There's so many restrictions on it. I can imagine. I mean, I already hear enough horror stories from listening to the radio. So, I I mean, we're going to go off topic like we normally do, but we're filling in time for this episode. Um, Yeah. I, I listen to a radio station that's called uh, Dave and Chuck the Freak. And okay, I know of it, but I don't listen to it. So a lot of the times what they do, uh, they talk about like the perverted, uh, darker, the shit you don't really hear on the news. It's all like the Dude, okay, so so articles. I have two family members of mine that like live in Japan, and my dad has dual citizenship mm. um, because he is, I believe he's like a quarter- um, I think that's, yeah, I'm, I'm an eighth. So no, wait, fuck. Now I have to go through my family tree. My grandma's half. He's a, he's a quarter. Yeah. Uh, sorry. There's adoption in there. So it's really, I only found out through genealogy and tracing like family trees back that I am, which explains a lot about my family, but, um, namely the suicidal tendencies, but, um, no, like Japan seems really peaceful, but when crime happens there, it's super fucked up. Like, like, uh, if we're going to go on the topic about ranting about, like, fucking Japan. And don't get me wrong, I love Japan. I would love to work for a Japanese company, as long as it's not, like, an office job. Like, a lot of their other companies, they're they're pretty cool and all that. Yeah. But, like... You like, hear about, um, like, 
the guys who drop dead by working so much at the office or, you know, they can't leave until their boss leaves and yeah, all no. the crazy shit like that. But, like, Japan seems pretty peaceful till you realize, like, statistically after, like, drug crimes, which is always, drug crimes and drunk driving are always the two highest, right? Mm. Um, are always the two highest crimes in pretty much every country. It's literally gang rape and, like, mass murders with random assorted objects mm. for Japan. Like, they have a ridiculous amount of people that, like, it'll be like, oh, yeah, Japan's just like, yeah, some guy snapped and stabbed nine people because he was having a bad day and wanted to see people suffer. You're just like, yeah. Jesus Christ, Japan. <laughs> or you hear about, oh, some chick got raped on the, uh, on the, the uh, you know, the train today by some fucking uh, pervert and shit like that. That's like another like, so I have I have sprinkled in my YouTube, um, the uh, my YouTube stories. I get a guy who tells you like, uh, like cultural things and stuff about Japan. Sh- Shogo, uh, I believe so. Yeah, Shogo. I love Shogo. He's one of the most honest. Like, like he he loves his country and he's mm. like super cult. He's a samurai dude, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Shogo, Shogo, your friend yeah. in Japan. I know. I love that guy, uh, but he's always super honest about like his country and things that happen there and he's like dude listen it's a great place to visit but if you're a foreigner like unless you're teaching english you're not going to get a job and if you do you're going to be paid less unless you're a yeah. specialist mm-hmm. like japan is is the most base country because it's culturally accepted racism and no one bats an eye at it. yeah i mean it's very well known that there's huge po- uh, populations of the of them that are you know super xenophobic when it comes to you know foreigners and shit like that like i'm native japanese and irish that's my like predominant things and there's like some scottish blood mixed in with the irish blood but it's mainly just irish um and that's where most of my family's from but like and Mitch has seen my face, he could testify. I look just enough where you could tell there's some in there. Yeah. So I probably wouldn't get hit too, too bad. But, like, someone like Mitch that looks like someone fucking, like, if you powdered me up in fucking, uh, like, a Braxo fucking fridge cleaner, made me powdery white, I would still be less white than Mitch is. No offense, <laughs> buddy. No, I, I know I might because all of my family <laughs> is super fucking white. Because I'm like... So I have I'm I'm French, I'm English, I'm Irish, uh there's Hungarian in there somewhere. I, I'm as white as white can possibly be, and I do not hide the fact that I am a super white boy. I mean it's literally in my screen name on social media is the great white weeb. Well that's also I, it's a pun on Canada. that's the other thing I have to explain to people when they ask me because so I I play with a lot of Americans and they don't get the whole great white north. Um, that I was like, so that's a whole joke from one region of Canada or one yeah. region, one region of like Canada and America where they border. It's like a little border on Maine and everyone yeah. jokes there. It's called the great white North. When you, yeah. when you go in there, there's a sign that says like entering the great white North. And that's where that whole joke comes from. But no one in Canada realizes no one in America fucking gets that <laughs> joke. I mean, it's also like when I talk about people, uh, so I uh, I got American people to get like they they blew up my social media the one day because I posted a picture of me holding a bag of chocolate milk in my hand and it's like legitimately the bags of chocolate or hey, the bag the, of milk. The fun thing is though, that's do do you know why that was actually like a thing like bagging milk? Wasn't it because it makes the the milk last longer than no. cartons? No, no, no. It's um because so you know how milk used to come in glass bottles. That's pretty much a universally yeah. accepted thing. 
Well, the reason is like when plastic started getting popular, um, the reason people started bagging milk is because uh, a lot of Canada's uh, shipping is done. Like in America, most of your shipping is done via via fucking um, via truck, right? And trucks a really smooth ride. On a train, a lot of Canada's goods are shipped via train or boat because we have a lot yeah. of rivers. Yeah, and on the trains specifically, they rattle and they would break sometimes if the like there's a little bump in the track because like you have to realize a train ride might seem smooth till you're on a train, like a, a Canadian train because like you know a bullet train's obviously got to be super smooth, but if you go on yeah. a Canadian train, it's a big diesel <laughs> fucking locomotive. Yeah, and a lot of our like produce and shit is shipped from port to train and then usually jumps on a ferry, uh, like a, like a like a cargo ship that runs canals in Canada. Because we have major rivers that have shipping lanes built into them. It's really cool, actually, how our infrastructure works. But because these trains are going, like, through the middle of fucking nowhere, uh, there could be damage to the tracks and cause the shit to break. So in Newfoundland and that, where, and Labrador, where, and, like, like uh, Great Lake region, where there's a lot of that, like, sea uh, to train shipping... And like Cedar uh, River, they would get damaged because it was shipping over so much. So they started bagging it to stop it from being damaged. That's and why that's, it's bagged. And that is a heritage and, moment. And the only <laughs> that's a Canadian joke. <laughs> so there used to be these things called like heritage moments, which would interrupt. They'd be like in the middle of the show, not even a fucking commercial cut. It'd yeah. be like this is a sixty-second Canadian heritage moment, and it would yeah. literally play this like. On like a fucking read like native recorder, dude. Um, I mean, we we have the bot on. You might as well put the music on so that people can experience yeah, the music yeah, of a heritage uh, moment. Yeah, let me just give you a heritage moment. And and so the thing about the heritage moment is that it was the or what they did it was intersplicing Canadian history on television. So there would be clips on how uh, the national anthem was created. Here, how let's do one. Let's do one on one of the. Best Canadians that ever existed. Or actually, you know what? Um, you know what? Let's let's fucking. Who do you think we should do? Who who's a good one? Do you think we should do? Um, jeez, that's a uh, hard. One. We got Terry Fox. Let's do one on. Um, we got Oscar Peterson. You know what? Let's do uh, let's do someone that no one knows, unless you're a native, specifically from part of Canada. And this guy, okay. Louis Riel. Okay. Do you know who Louis Riel was? The name sounds familiar. I probably would have. Basically, the first he was the first Canadian domestic terrorist. <laughs> but this is the shit you would get. I forgive them with all my heart, as I ask God to forgive me. The verdict is clear. You're guilty of high treason. But let them remember that I struggle for the Mitis, for the people of Manitoba and the Northwest. There can be no excuse for the what Mitis you are not birds. Requires you to answer for it. We have a right to God's lands. Insane. I have battled an insane and irresponsible government. You will be taken to the place appointed. Perhaps I am a prophet. I suffered enough. By the neck until you are dead. I struggled not only for myself, but for the rights of my people. Louis Riel led our Métis nation, and he gave us hope and strength and pride. We also forgive our debtors and lead us not into into temptation, temptation, but but deliver us from evil. 
Yeah, but it would have like this really weird recording music, which I cannot find. What? They don't have a heritage. You can't find a single heritage moment song clip or anything on YouTube. No, I'm literally looking. There's so much shit here, dude. None of it has the music in it. But it had this, like, really distinctive recorder sound. Every Canadian knows what I'm talking about. Uh, dude, um, uh, if you check up the song O Canada by Classified, it starts with a fucking, uh, the, the Heritage Music uh, intro, I'm pretty sure. Like, the actual music video for it has, I think, the Heritage moment starting at it. If I am correct. I haven't, heard, I haven't watched the video in a long time, but that's, like, a super fucking Canadian song, too. I remember in high school, so when that song was, like, getting, like, super popular, I remember in high school that people were making, like, Facebook groups about making O Canada by Classified the National Anthem of Canada. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure the music video has the... No, uh, it doesn't. No? Fuck. Could have sworn it did. But, yeah, no, it was a very distinctive, like, recorder song... And yeah, it was literally it was that, and then we would get like uh, so. I came across um, compilations of like old Canadian um, car, uh, commercials that used to air on TV, and you would have shit like uh, the House Hippo, which was one of them. Um, there was one about like a, a talking TV. Yeah, uh, well, those those were like to fight false advertising, and all they they aired those on kids channels. Without giving context, them so a bunch of kids just grew up thinking there was little fucking hippos running around their houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was um uh, the best one was the um the be yourself one where you had like the kid making T Rex noises. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know that meme home. where it's like like the kids like I make T Rex noises. <laughs> I'm gonna play <laughs> yeah. the audio clip of that. I'm gonna play that. Yeah. Because this is like shit that would air like. Or, uh, Mom, Aiden cut me in half again. Uh, It's Here's My Canada. I think. Nope. Yeah, no. Uh, Well, I'm going to look at Mom, Aiden cut cut me in half again. This is is what happens when the show is being ran by two Canadians. We just fucking riff. We're reminiscing. We're reminiscing. (laughs) What is your thing? That's what they were. That's what it was called. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, what is your thing? Yeah. And, like, the videos, they literally look like some crackhead filmed them on an 8mm. They probably had a crackhead. Here, here, I'm playing playing the audio for you. What's your thing, folks? Like, this aired on, like, Canadian TV... Yeah. And you I would get so these, much. like, it would randomly this clip. Yeah. It's like, it was like Canadian PBS is what it aired on. But, like, yeah. you'd be, like, sitting there, fucking, like, eating your bowl of cereal. Halfway through your fucking last episode of, like, Johnny Test on fucking Teletoon or some oh shit. Oh my god, Johnny I still fucking hate this show. I always hated that show, but it's just what I could think of. Did you ever watch, um... Fuck. It was, it was only anything. something in Canada. Everybody's uh, something. So we had, like, uh, there was... What's your team was the big one. Uh, Adventures uh, of Quest, I think it was. I think so. That sounds right. I'll, I'll play the opening. 
the other one I remember watching was uh, what was that one card? It was like the Yu Gi Oh ripoff, uh, Chaotic. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a banger show, though. That was a good show. I remember that one. Uh, watching fucking Beyblade on like Teletoon and World of Quest. That's what it was. World of Quest. That sounds so familiar. I'll play the opening. Like we're gonna rant about this. We're skipping or like what have we been watching? To talk about Canadian TV I and mean, how much of a the, fucking mess it was. The only thing I really watched is this. this. My Bell Quest does whatever I want. Man, I gotta lose this little runt. And that's Joe Swanson's voice actor. I get to boss him around when we're in a mess. This Prince Nestor is a royal. Best. Sorry, it was Kronk's voice actor. I think yeah, uh, Joe Swat is the same voice actor as yeah, yeah. Uh, Patrick Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This OP slaps hard, though. Yeah, it does. Dude, I'm gonna blame my himbo vacation on World of Quest. There was another one that I used to watch. Um, it was a super comedian show. There, there was um, Kappa Mikey was another I one that used to be on uh, um, uh, Teletoon all the time too. Uh, uh, Super Robot Monkey Team Hyper Force. Yes. That's another. That's another one. Yeah, that was another good one. Yeah, um, that one also had a banger opening. I think Toei yeah, did the animation for it. I'll play I, Spider Riders, dude. Did you ever watch Spider yes, Riders? Yes. You know what? Yes. We're playing. We're playing the fucking Spider Riders opening after this. After oh, we yeah. play the. The Super Robot Monkey Team. While exploring the outskirts of the city, I discovered an abandoned super robot. It was then my life was transformed. That's I think that's the same guy who does uh, Beast Boy from Teen Titans. It is. You know, I think Toei did the animation for this. Though this literally looks like something Trigger would shit out, dude. Yeah, it did. It did. I. That's what I used. That. So when I was watching Kill a Kill, uh, on, I'm like, wow, this really reminds me of that one show I watched when I was a kid. And I just, and then you know, we're talking about it now, and I just remembered what it was. I'm like, yeah, it is definitely a Studio Trigger fucking show. You know what? You know, it looks like it at least. Like it looked really good for its time. You know what show? I remember. I remember the one. It was for girls. But it was still really fucking fun. I don't know why I watched it, but it was called Winx. Yes. Winx Club. Dude, so there is a Netflix show um, that is the live ad- or the live adaptation of it. Of Winx? Uh, of Winx, yeah. It's, God, what is the name? Uh, Fate? Fate. Yeah, it's uh, Fate. It's a Win- uh, Fate Winx Club or something like that. It's a, it, yeah, it's a live action yeah, the the Fate Saga. It's a live adaptation of the Winx show. So and the weird. I, oh, sorry. I'll go ahead. The weird thing about so Canada had two. We didn't actually have Cartoon Network till about five years back when we actually got uh, it. So I, I mentioned this in the last episode because I just re-listened to it. Um, my parents had pirated satellite, so we had access to the U.S. Stations? Same with me. Yeah, that was really so, common, really common up until about two years back to have just a, a pirated box and you'd pay for an American subscription. But yeah. because of Canadian broadcasting laws, you'd get all the Canadian channels and it would yeah. cost less. 
And it was basically VPNing a fucking satellite box. Yeah, it was yeah, it was basically a VPN before VPN was a thing. Yeah. But it would give you all the all the American and then you get all the free Canadian shit too. That, that's and so, how that's that so that's how I actually found like Death Note, Naruto. Yeah. Um, basically the anime that I, I fall in love I fell in love with was watching Cartoon Network on the American side. I mean, I watched One Piece when it started airing on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Well, like we didn't get, we didn't get like Cartoon Network. We got two channels called uh, Teletoon West and Teletoon East, and we had Teletoon Retro. Teletoon Retro was all like your '80s to '60s, like early '90s cartoons, like um, Gargoyles, fucking yes. all that good shit. Uh, the original Scooby Doo, all the old cartoons, all the like yeah. the, the Hanna Barbera shit would be on there. Yep. Um, and then you'd get Teletoon East and West, which was Cartoon Network, but like a little less. Cartoon Network than that, and then we had um, we had YTV instead of fucking uh, Nickelodeon. Yeah, and then YTV we had what was that the uh oh their their big show was uh oh, and that was God, what is the closest thing you could really compare it to? Um, I don't even know, man. It's just it was it's a really good show though. Like it for was cartoon it show. was it was very much a lot like um uh fuck what's uh. There was a, uh, God, I, it was a, I'm drawing a blank on the name of it, but it's a, uh, it was like a, yeah, I, I'm, I'm drawing a fucking goddamn blank on it right now. God damn it. But, um, what I was saying is, so Teletoon actually got a thing called Teletoon at Night, which is where you get the Adult Swim programming. Yeah. But there was a little block before that where they get, like, not the Cartoon Network anime, but shit like this, which is, to my day, still one of my fucking, a show I need, we need to review on this, which was this. There exists within the planet Earth a fantastic lost world. In this inner world, elite warriors ride huge spiders and bravely fight against evil. When the wicked so rise, the word goes out, shit. calling all spider riders. This is a Toei show, if I remember right. No, this is Studio Sunrise, I think. Yeah, did, didn't Sun wasn't Studio Sunrise like the big Canadian studio? No, 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 they were the guys that did City Hunter. Okay, that's that's why it's that's why it's familiar. Yeah. I think it was Sunrise that did Spider Riders. I'm gonna Google who did fucking Spider Riders. I was literally just about to say I'll Google it. This show slapped. It was so good back in the day. Uh, uh, it was uh, Cookie Jar Entertainment. Yeah, it was a can. It was only it only aired in Canada and Japan. It was a joint effort because like the right one of the writers was a fucking white chick, and it was done by uh, it was it was done. By uh, two Canadian people, and then written in cooperation with a Japanese studio. Mm. Yeah, it was uh, like one of the few like legit animes that we got. For, uh, yeah, it was out of Canada Cookie League. Jar. Yeah, Cookie Jar. Yeah, there was another. Um, I think there's anime. subsidiary of of Toei. Cookie Jar. Uh, was the Canadian Medium Production? I know DHX is their like their owners now, and Wild Brain owned them. But I think it was animated by uh, by Toei. 
But, like, this show was fucking way ahead of its time. It looks pretty good for its time period. And the yeah, opening from... slapped. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it is the most generic anime-looking thing. Oh, yeah. Like, it looks like... Like, when they do a parody of an 80s anime, that's what it looks yeah. like. But some of the Sakuga moments of this slapped hard. Dude, did you like, ever watch Kids WB? You... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the shit, because that's where I you found... You get Sonic um, Underground. Uh, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! I remember Yu-Gi-Oh, watching yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! You get that's Yu-Gi-Oh! Where, uh, and then you uh, get Sonic sh- Underground at the end. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, because that was how we got, like, a lot of, like, the Cartoon Network shit, too, was, like, Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, you get your Dragon Ball and your Sailor Moon from that. I remember, oh, Beautiful Beautiful Joe, oh, my Beautiful, oh, my, yeah, we have to play the OP for that. Uh, Mega Man, uh, NT Warrior was also fucking Mm -hmm. another one that used to be on there. Um, Astro Boy, the remake of it, was also airing on there as well. God, Car Capture Sakura was on. Yeah, Super yeah. This is where like all the anime, like the game adaptations of anime, would get aired, or I the anime that, adaptations uh, of game. Yeah, Shaolin Showdown was on it. I remember. I remember that. That was a fucking show. That was a good show. Uh, I think we also got Dud. Uh, Teenage Dragon Jake Long on that one. Yes, I believe so. That block was like the best block to be a kid for. Like me and my friends, we'd have a sleepover and we'd fucking we'd we'd play like Legend of Zelda and fighting games all night, and then we'd fucking watch the the 7 a.m. airing of like the show. I forgot that Shallow Showdown, I thought it was so much of a, there was so much more of it, it literally only had three seasons. Yeah. I actually think the, um, I remember Teletoon at night, because that's where I watched Inuyasha with my dad. For the first time, I, I told you how I always watched Inuyasha and fucking, um, Trigun in my first two anime, right? Yeah. Teletoon at night, they had an anime block. And it was YTV had the anime block. YTV had the anime block. And my, I was watching it, and that's how I found Bleach, too. Yeah, I, I think I got into Bleach when, uh, through, um, the, uh, the pirate satellite. Because I got into Bleach, uh, Death Note, and Naruto. Those were the three that I was watching on Cartoon Network. And then I started watching One Piece when it was, uh, when it started airing. And then fucking, um, what was the other one? Uh, Inuyasha. Yeah, I, 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 so I wasn't huge into Inuyasha like I am now. I, again, I'd be totally down to do an Inuyasha episode one time. Um, I definitely think Inuyasha is the case of a show that would benefit it. It's one of those shows you have to take the tropes and go back into for. Like, mm. you've, it's set up a lot, like, because. The mangaka for that is like the mat, like invented all the big romance tropes. Especially, mm-hmm. like Inuyasha, I'd say is one of the formative isekais. It is. So I have gotten to arguments with people over me saying that Inuyasha is an isekai. It is very much a fucking isekai. You know, if you take isekai in another world, and I mean that's where people tend to get like, I guess it's more technically a time travel if you want to be specific, mm-hmm. but um. But, like, uh, yeah, it's just weird. Like, 
And don't even get me started on the fucking sequel to it. I don't even want to talk about the sequel. I haven't even I haven't even watched the sequel yet. I I want to we want or me and my wife want to watch it, but we want to watch the original Inuasha and then the there was like a couple episodes that came out after um cuz there was like a little like in between between what's out now and then. And that's when they had like voice actor changes and it was more, you know, updated look and everything else. It just uh, I'm just gonna say this. I watch I dropped it after the first three episodes, dude. I so the problem is I find with a lot of these shows where they do like the next generation of characters. Um I, I kinda just I gla- I try and avoid those because I haven't watched Naruto uh, or the Baruto spinoff that's out. Well, first off, your first mistake is watching Naruto and enjoying it. <laughs> I I have to say it was one of the earlier animes for me. That's and it's okay. So it sits, it sits, it sits in my, it sits in like the Inuyasha slot for me. I I get what you mean. It was one of the first. It was one of my first animes. You know, next to like Dragon Ball Z, for example. Like how I I hold it such high regard is because Dragon Ball Z was legitimately my first anime I've ever watched. And I just never got into the like I even as a kid I didn't get into Dragon Ball. I loved fighting, but I preferred the Street Fighter 2 movie. Mm. Oh man, we gotta do Street Fighter 2. I'd love to do the anime movie or one of the anime movies for it. Yeah. It's just oh. Yeah. No. It, it's it's one of those things, you know, there's there's a lot of anime or first animes for a lot of people that a lot of people are just gonna be like, nah dog, it's not for me. You know, I, I know a bunch of people that tell me like Brazilians, first- y'all need to chill out on the Dragon Ball. <laughs> I remember, fuck, what was it? When the Tournament of Power was going on, fucking uh, the Jiren versus Goku fight, they had it on fucking stadium screens and shit. Yeah. Like, that's how, like, obsessed they are with that shit. Dude, honestly, you know what I've always wanted? Like, did you, do you want to something really funny? Hmm. After that spike, after that, like, that, the, the, like, the big, like, Tournament of Powers aired, did you know that, like, in Brazil, Goku, like, Spiked in name popularity for boys. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like a year afterwards, like I was gonna say, Brazilian weebs, you're convincing your fucking baby mamas and your wives. Let you name your fucking kid after the favorite anime character. I get nothing but applause for you, dude. Yeah, no. If you can name your kid fucking Goku, or, you know, name your kids after some. If you can name your kid fucking Daisuke and get away with it, dude, you know the power fucking to you for that. Well, shit. no, no, I'm not gonna name my fucking kid Daisuke. If I was gonna name him anything, I'd name him fucking Jigen. I, I think so. Me and my wife have talked about this. Like, if we were to get like pets, because we're we're on the boat that we're never gonna have kids. So if we got pets, we've already I've already established that I'm naming one of my uh, dogs. Um, uh, fuck, uh, what was, what was his name, uh, from Inuasha? Uh, Koga. Koga, yeah, the fucking wolf. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna name, I was gonna name my dog, uh, Koga, from Inuasha. I mean, my fucking dog's named Gaston, so. (laughs) Come here, Gassy! Come say hi to the podcast. Say hi to the podcast. Say hi! Say hi! Yeah. Now go drink your water. Now go drink your water. <laughs> and don't bark outside the window. But yeah, no. Um, I, I've I've always been like, I've always wanted to have you know a pet named after something as weeby as fucking possible. So I'm like, 
you know, what, one of the wife's favorite animes is Inuasha. I mean, I bought the DVDs that we have of the seasons just for her to watch, but you know, I wind up watching it too because I've fallen in love with Inuasha. And the streaming services have to fucking put out more episodes because I'm sick and tired of trying to have to pirate shit. Oh, fuck it. I'm fucking call me Monkey D. Luffy because I'm king of the anime pirates. <laughs> like, so, dude, I, I fucking pirate everything. I, I haven't spent money on a streaming service in two or three years. If there's a truly good show that comes out like Peacemaker, I will buy the subscription until the show's done and then I'll cancel it. My, my thing is, is that I just, I, I don't mind paying, especially now since like Funimation is basically useless now, since it all moved over to Crunchyroll. Yeah, so that might I, tempt me to get a Crunchyroll account, but I just hate Crunchyroll's UI. I so the one thing I hate is I hate the differences between the different platforms. Because I'll tell you what, Crunchyroll, if you want me to stop, the only way to stop this pirate king is to fucking sponsor us. You do that, and I will go back on my piracy ways. I, I shit you not. I I have contacted uh, Crunchyroll about trying to get a sponsor for the episode, at least for one episode, and I haven't heard back from them. Give me a year's I membership. Mean, Give me a year's membership. The top dude, line doing, year's membership. They're doing a and, competition right now on um, Instagram. If you like them, uh, if you like the post, comment and shit like that, you can get a 10-year fucking subscription to Crunchyroll for free. Hmm. But you gotta like. Oh, Audible, pay. sponsor me, Audible. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be against Audible either. I mean, anything would be nice. <laughs> Besides the two, uh, Jesus Christ! I think we had like two sponsors so far since this thing started. They haven't given us money. They just gave us discount codes for you guys. No, right now, if we get a sponsor, there's probably no money in it for us. We're just doing it because we genuinely like the product. So right now right. is your chance to get it. I, I shit I shit you not, those finger chopsticks, dude, are so fun to use. <laughs> dude, honestly, you have no idea. Listen, if I had had my guns at the time, dude, I would have made such a shit post video to post on our socials. I was gonna post like cleaning my gun with the finger chopsticks or something retarded like that. <laughs> or like or like uh doing a rectal prolapsing video with my finger <laughs> chopsticks. Oh, <God> <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, my right, goal, see, see, my goal is to turn this podcast slowly into the cursed anime version of Forehead Fables. I mean, there's so many times that we're we're just breaching into fucking. We're just talking about cursed shit. I mean, again, we literally just got done talking almost an hour worth of fucking shit about Canada, like you know. Oh wait, wait, wait! I did tell you I was going to tell my two encounters with Justin Trudeau. Oh yeah. Do that. Do the two the two encounters, and then we'll go into our topic. So Justin Trudeau got me banned from my favorite bar, and and he nearly killed me in the same day. Oh God damn it! Okay, so, I, I'm ready for this. So I I told you how I used to work at like a furniture hauler as my one over the table job, other than being a coffee bitch and a few mechanic jobs, right in school. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just got my first OFA level three ticket, and I was helping out. Um, and this just gives you a little preface. At that time, I was helping out with ski patrols as a medic. I didn't really ski or snowboard, but I got to ride the snowmobile. I was down for that part of it, right? And keeping people alive, getting work experience. Mm. So, um, what happened here at this place is, uh, Justin Trudeau came to my town for a skiing trip at this, at this point when I used to live in this town. And I was hauling furniture. Now, we had one of those, like, box trucks that have, like, the flat front end. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
It's literally just like a stretched out F three fifty, but it's like got the fucking Datsun front flat. It was a Mitsubishi, that's what it was. Had like yeah, a yeah. a flat front. So it's basically just a cab of the big box. Those trucks are really easy to drive, but also really fucking easy to tip over. When they're fully loaded and you got a lot of expensive shit in there, you don't want to fucking stop too fast. Well, there's this one spot. There's like a 60 kilometer an hour stretch. And then there's a blind corner where it's a mandatory 40. Because there's an intersection you can't see. Hmm. I'm coming out of the intersection. It's all clear. I but I just see lights come flying from the intersection from the from like the, the 40 part where it changes from 40. Because I was just going across, right? And I see these lights fly. I was about two feet away from fucking smoking Justin Trudeau's limousine by accident. Oh, well, because they came around this corner at like 70 kilometers an hour. Fucking motorcade yeah. rolls by. So me and my friend were pissed, right? We end up going to the ski hill to help out. And now we're off the clock at this point. And so we decided to hit the slopes for a bit. And we're taking like all the backcountry roads and we find Justin Trudeau. He yelled, you almost killed me today, you fucking asshole. Fuck you, cunt, is what I yelled to him. And then his Secret okay. Service agents come after me. So my friend disappeared to the backcountry. Now, we were <laughs> drinking Fireball on the ski hill. Oh, goddammit. That's where you went wrong. You were drinking Fireball. Well, it keeps you warm and it gets you nice and drunk. So there's <laughs> also this little bar you can go to, like, near the ski hill. It's like a little hole in the wall place, right? Mm. Well, we, we know a backcountry way to ski right up to it. But you can't obviously go back on the hill because you leave the resort to go to the spar. And so me and my friend ski there. The best part about the spar is they didn't card you. Okay. You can see where this is going now, can't you? Yeah, yeah, I can see where this is going. Yeah. I was 17, I believe, when I was... Uh, yeah, I would have been... No, I would have been... I would have been 17 when this happened. I'm fucking sitting there, right? Uh, like, we're doing shots at the bar. We're having a great time. We're fucking drunk. We're about to call an Uber. I see this dude in a suit show up. So I yelled my string of death threats and calling Justin Trudeau a cunt a few times in front of his family, mind you. Like, I Aww. I was 17. <laughs> and he, oh my god, he, this dude comes up, he's like, are you so-and-so? Are you got your moochie reviews? And I go, no, go fuck yourself. First mistake. Yeah. He's like, give me your ID. I said, go fuck yourself again. Second mistake. So he, he fucking reached the secret service dude just reaches in my fucking pocket, grabs my ID. I fucking throw the dude to the ground. I'm like, fuck off, you fucking cunt. Right? Because they can't do that. I knew the law at that yeah. time. So I was studying. I was in university at that point. I was doing a fucking triple major. You're like two year bachelors, but, or I guess three bachelors at the same time I was doing. And I'm fucking yelling at this dude, telling him to go fuck himself and shit. Like, I know what he can and can't do. And he's getting all pissy with me, and we're basically about to scrap. And my fucking wallet falls out. My ID says I'm 17. And he goes, get the fuck out of here, or otherwise you're never coming fucking back. And the bar owner goes, dude, you're 17. I go, yeah. And he goes, oh, fuck, now I can't let you in here anymore. So now I'm on the banned list for this bar. I'm still on the fucking board. There is a picture of me at this one little bar. You will, If you are in that town, and you know what I'm talking about, You'll fucking see a little fucking thing there. I banned from that bar to this day. I know when I went back home last August, I went to that bar and they kicked me out. <sighs> Damn. I'm 22 now. <laughs> Actually, I'm 22 at the end of this week, so. Like, I'm fucking banned from there. And I'm just sitting there like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, so no, that's why, if anyone wonders why I hate Justin Trudeau, it's not just his politics, I just don't like him. He sent one of those fucking goons after me. I like to think to this day, 
that just the Prime Minister of Canada has a spite with some stupid 20-something he met once, and I like to think he thinks about it. I'm also <laughs> blocked on from his Facebook page, by the way. Oh, God. Because he passed a gun ban about a year after that, and I said, don't worry, I'll just do the job of the 9-iron to you next time. I see you. <laughs> I got blocked from that. Oh, it's ironic, because I, I was working federally at that point. I yeah. think with that I think with that being said, I mean, so I have not had the displeasure of meeting him. Uh he's come to my town uh Jesus Christ at least once or twice. I still find it funny how he got so upset out of a relatively peaceful protest. I mean, yeah, they're blocking traffic. Which I mean, yeah. fuck, we'll do that. But like 90% of those people were being perfectly peaceful, and he fucking called a state of emergency. Dude, there was, my dad was there, like, like, and they were, like, they were doing control there with my dad and his friends, if you know what I mean. You know who I know, yeah. you know what I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were making sure it didn't really get too out of hand. Some people are just fucking retarded. Like, I'm not gonna Dude, lie. The people, some there people was... there, and then, what Trudeau, Trudeau just, like, they just wanted a conversation. And, you know, we're not gonna go too into it, but, like, fuck, Trudeau's just a pussy. He, I saw videos of like people getting like thrown to the ground and getting curb stomped by the fucking cops because of the protests. Oh, those weren't they, cops. Those weren't like well, the actual police. Those were fucking goons. Yeah. Goons, yeah. But yeah, no, you'd watch videos of people getting like stomped on by horses or getting thrown to the ground and getting fucking curb stomped and shit like that. It's like God fucking damn it. And people call us a fucking peaceful goddamn country. No, Listen, we're not. One thing you'll country. one thing you'll learn about Canada is. Yeah, we have a statistically low, like, gun violence rate. It's not because of our gun control. Like, we still have mass shootings. And funny enough, most of the guns that are ever used in Canadian mass shootings are illegally obtained ones. But, like, this yeah. is just reference. We have a statistically low one. Because us Canadians, we'll just, we'll, we just, we don't get mad at, like, we don't go and fucking protest in the streets very often. Mm. Um, And we don't, like, get pissy very often. That's mainly just because we just go to the bar and beat up our friends and then buy each other beers. Like yeah, Canadians, Canadians are the most are the most like we're super chill till we get violent. Yeah, Can I, I like to think Canada's like the Irish or like Irish. You know, it's you know it's, you know yeah, it's peaceful. You get drunk, you beat the shit out of each other, you buy each other a drink, and it's you know it's all good. You know, you know what? Canada's two highest. You know why we're so fucking pissy like that? Because Canada's two highest immigrant populations, like uh, statistically, like racial backgrounds, are Irish and Italians. Yeah. But I mean, with that being said, I think we should probably hop on to our topic today. And uh, Gachi, do you want to tell the lovely people at home our topic for today? Well, I'm pretty sure we already uh, we already brought it up. Uh, it's Lupo on the Castle of, of Cagliostro. Pretty fucking wow. good movie. I have, yeah, to, I have to as as the Virgin Lupon enjoyer here. Just before we go into any specifics, hmm. who's your favorite out of the gang? I am fucking horrible with names, but it's uh, the samurai. Goemon? Yeah. We don't yeah. see him a lot because he really doesn't get involved in a lot of fucking um, no. things that the happen. One thing, you'll learn, one thing you'll learn about Lupon is it's, it's literally Lupon and Jigen are best friends, and then Goemon just shows up. Yeah. No, I, I, I sat there and I was watching this, and I'm like, yeah, I am definitely going to watch the show just from watching the movie. Like, it, it's definitely the, the thing I needed to motivate me to watch um loop on so i'm definitely going to be getting into loop on now 
Mitch, I just want to hear it once on the recording. When I recommend you something, it's genuinely good, right? It's genuinely a masterpiece. Yes, yes, you do suggest me good anime, yes. Of course, well, every now and then I throw you in a Suku no Sairi Blade dance, but, uh... <laughs> eh, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta put the good in, then you gotta put on some trash taste, you know? That's how you get it, that's how you get me. I, you gotta <laughs> give me some good and some trash taste, you know? Did I ever tell, you know what, I'm gonna go on one more tangent. Did I ever tell you about the first time I ever interacted with C-Dog VA was to fuck with him? You know, I this, so I was I was high as shit, and I distinctly remember because we were going to record um one of our older D and D podcasts. I said I can't. I'm fucking with C Dog VA right now. And the, yeah, which I was what, and he tuned into stream, and I'm just he's doing it. So I was really fucking high when I did this, and I honestly kind of regret it now. But I was the cheesecake guy, and if you remember that, me and another dude were shit posting. He's doing Duke Nukem. I was doing Solid Snake when he did his charity auction from all his fucking. Alibaba bullshit. Uh, and he was auctioning that off for charity. I was, me and another dude were just in there fucking with him the whole time. Oh, God. And you can, you can literally see the decline as I start relatively normal and then I start drinking. <laughs> and then I start turning into Solid Snake. Uh, there's one point when he joins and everyone's yelling TOS, TOS, and he leaves for a second and comes back. I genuinely feel bad. So, Connor, if you ever do listen to this. Or you ever have our, our gang of Motley crude fucking degenerates on, on Trash Taste one day, if we ever make it that big. Uh, I'm just, I have, we just have to apologize. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I do have to say that I, I did really enjoy the movie. And, yeah, I'm definitely going to be checking out more Lupin for sure. But now you have to admit, after watching some of the, the dub there, because Lupin's one of those animes, it's like Cowboy View Up, where you just have to watch the dub. Mm. You understand now why I said Lupin, you watch the dub, right? Yeah, so, okay, so I was trying to watch, so this is, I mean, going into uh, watching um, Cowboy Bebop dubbed, I went on to Netflix and I wanted to watch, or I went to watch the Cowboy Bebop movie because we were talking about um, wrapping up our Cowboy Bebop uh little series by reviewing the movie and netflix has the japanese for it and i'm sitting there and i'm watching it subbed and i'm like i can't do this i i, I need the right du- i need the right audio not this so yeah no it's definitely one of those shows and i and i i watched i think the first 20 minutes of it um subbed before you're like no you have to watch it dubbed and I watched it dubbed, and I'm like, yeah, I can understand why fucking you ex- you suggested it, because it was so much better dubbed than it was uh, sub. Like, Lupin, the gang has great voices in the sub. Like, Lupin, I think, is honestly perfect in bo- in both. But, like, Jigen and Goemon are just so much better dubbed. Oh, like, yeah. Jigen's got that, like, almost like a darker, you know, a little bit of that, that gunslinger kind of twang to him. And I, I love it, because he's always like that. Hey, Lupin. You know, we gotta go. We gotta go get to the the Joe Mama Mart, right? He's got that darker voice to him, and I just—he's got that old grouchy. He really nails the grouchy old man vibe, where he, he's more cool and collected in the sub. And I don't like cool and collected Jigen. I like asshole, cranky, misogynist Jigen. Uh, yeah, no, the the. So I I think we can talk about the the dub versus the sub. So definitely, I would suggest because, like I said, I've seen both. I would strongly suggest that if you want to get into the movie to definitely check out, uh, check it out on dub. Uh, Cause it's going to, it's the a lot sub better. Is it, the sub isn't bad either, but like 
with a movie, I find I like movies in dubbed more because there's usually just that little bit more production value in it. Yeah. And just with Lupin specifically, it just works so well. Especially because it's an international crew and an international show. Like with The Great Pretender, uh, where they start speaking English and then they go, it's for the sanity of our voice actors, please uh, just pretend they're speaking in English. Like, I don't mind that, but like with a movie, it's just, especially if it's international, it just feels so much better fucking um, done up in the dub. It just makes it feel more authentic. Yeah, no, I, it, like, like I said, like, there's a lot of shows that I will, I'll say, oh yeah, hundred percent watch the dub or hundred percent watch the sub, but yeah, no, this is definitely no. one of the shows that I would say, you know, you do you, if you want to watch it subbed, watch it subbed. If you want to watch it dubbed, watch it dubbed. But I had more fun watching it dubbed than I did subbed. You know, what reality. the best part about becoming a loop on fan is though, Mitch, hmm. you can literally just pick a part and start watching. Yeah. Because all the parts are done like in the era they air. Because you usually get a new loop on part every cu- about say every about five years or so. I think one was airing. There was a new one that yeah, part six. Out. It's 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 last episode airs on my birthday. Nice. It's my little birthday present to myself is to watch the final episode of it. But like for example, uh, in part five, which came out I think in twenty twelve, um. It fucking, um, like, Lupin becomes a live streamer because they're playing a game to who can kill Lupin. And it's being live streamed. And, like, people are, like, reporting where Lupin is, and assassins start going after him. And it's all being live streamed. And, like, people on Twitter are trolling Lupin and shit because he pisses off a tech CEO. That's the plot of fucking part five. And then part six, like, they're so well known, they have to wear disguises everywhere. Because if they're if they reveal their face, they're like, "How did you know? Like, why? Uh, well, yeah, you're Lupin. You're the most famous person in the world, the Phantom Thief. Like, you don't fucking hide your identity at all." Okay, so the question I I have to throw at you because you are an experienced Lupin fa- uh, fan, and I am not. So I noticed that um, Wolf came up a lot when they were referring to uh, Lupin. So, so- what? Is that like a code name of his or something? So the reason he's called Wolf is so you know how Arsene Lupin is a real like fictional character, like he's an identified yeah. property. Well, Monkey Punch creator never actually got the rights to use Arsene Lupin. Okay. Uh and uh so Lupin actually got super popular in Italy, but because of copyright, he couldn't call him Lupin. But Lupin, which is how it's spelt, mm means wolf in Italian. Okay. Okay, good to know. I, I think it, I forget whether it's Italian or French. So wolf is a nickname for him. Okay, yeah, because I was wondering, because they kept saying it, or they kept saying it a couple times, and I'm like, why do they keep calling him wolf? And then I'm like, I just accepted the fact that it was possibly just a code name or something that he used. It's just it's just a little cheeky pun, because one thing, um, Monkey Punch always likes to make puns about dimensions, and one of the words for dimension in uh japanese the way daisuke jigen is his name is spelt in the the kanji is i love dimensions okay because daisuke means i love or i love it Mm. and jigen means dimensions okay that's cool 
I'm learning things now. <laughs> so this he really loves. He really time. loves. He yeah, it's like a real, real roll for weeb fucking talking anime heritage moment. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. uh, he loves puns, so that's why he called him Wolf. Okay. So yeah, no, that was like the one thing I was questioning. And the other thing is, how old was he in the movie? So. Do you because care about? I have, do question, you care, I have do you, questions. Do you care about like, uh, like to go into that would be spoilers. Do you care? We, we I, I think we're at the point. If you have a um uh, a clip of throwing in the spoiler alert, you can throw in a clip. Uh, you know what? Uh, 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 uh Lupin's gonna steal your sanity and make you mold and get pissy at us because you're a little dirty bitch if you're not if you ignore the spoiler warning, and get spoiled. Um, we'll just post someone saying something really offensive right here, and then that will get rid of anyone that would be triggered, so. But, um, basically the spoiler is, uh, with part five, it confirmed the possibility of there being multiple RCN Lupins, mm. and the suit color he's wearing, so there's red and green Lupin. Green Lupin is like the trickster kind of happy-go-lucky one, and Red Lupin's the fucking psychopath usually. Yeah, I noticed that. I noticed that because um, fucking there was there was an episode called Two Faced uh, Lupin or Lupin, and um, he was wearing a red coat in the um, the screenshot that I saw. Yeah. So, but it doesn't really mean anything because at the same time he's worn so many different colored suits. We don't really know. All we know is that there's a possibility of either multiple dimensions or multiple timelines of Lupin taking place in different things. There's also the possibility that Lupin is just an inherent... Like, we know the Lupin title, Arsene Lupin III, could be biological and it could be an inherited title. Mm. Because, spoilers, we've never seen Lupin's true face. Huh, so it's kind of like the whole James Bond thing that it's just... It could possibly it just could be, be. Well, like, because if you don't, the end of part five, a little spoiler here, Mitch, it reveals that only Fujiko Mine has ever seen Lupin's face because he pulls off his mask, he pulls off the Lupin face at the end of it. Ooh. Okay. Now I'm excited. Now I have to get there. I'm going to have to. This weekend, when I have my free time, I'm probably going to be binging Lupin now. Because we also know, like, Sherlock Holmes is a canonical character in it because he's one of Lupin's arch nemesis. Or arch nemesis. And part six, we learn that Sherlock Holmes is an inherited title. Now now I'm just getting interested. So, I mean, another thing for the fans of Lupin, or Lupin, Lupin, and um, Roll Pocto is that um, we are going, after our first arc is done, um, I'm going to be taking a break from... um, our a bleach themed D and D podcast. And we are going to be switching over to a little one shot, possibly stretch it out maybe for uh, more than one. Uh, but we're going to be basically doing um, Lupin, but on the Titanic and we're going to be doing it in the world of call of Cthulhu. So I'm really excited to do that because I think that's going to be a blast. Don't worry. I will do the voice. I, I had a feeling you were going to. I would be disappointed if you didn't. You know, 
They call it sake because it smells like you're wrung it out of your tube socks. Real quote from the fucking show, by the way. <laughs> yeah, because I, th- I think you sh- you sent us that clip the one time. Yeah. Well, I've used that as a literal... That was my literal joke reference to my character. I say that when Dell's character, I think in the first episode we recorded, offers me sake. And then I take a swig of bourbon. I mean, like, it's anime. I understand it. I understand that there's a lot of times where the whole age barrier thing doesn't exist sometimes. Well, it's also implied Lupin. Lupin, also, you have to realize about Lupin. He does the same thing Ryo Saiba does a lot. And it's kind of a trend where it's the older guy, younger girl. But the older guy is just kind of leading her on to help her be better and then doesn't really fucking end up with her. He just kind of does that to help them better themselves. And they fall in love with him, but he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, no, but the question I had was, he's like, uh, he saw her, she was like nine years old, and he goes, I guess the charm didn't really work on a nine-year-old. And I'm like... Well, he's trying, he's trying to get her to like, he's trying to manipulate her. Yeah, but... but Because he's supposed to be, he's supposed to be like 16 or 17 in that clip. Okay, I I was just, I was wondering, because I don't know how old he was, and I'm just like, what? You look like... You didn't really change that much, and there's he's like supposed ten- to be. He's supposed to be like mid twenties, I think, when the castle castle of luck. Uh, so there's two points of the castle of uh, Cagliostro could be in in the loop on timeline. It could either be at the very start or the very end, depending on who you ask. Mm. And um, yeah, no, I I really did enjoy watching the movie. Um, again, I've only seen like a handful of anime from the seventies. And but I, have to I say, will say, I will say, depending on where part five lands, because it part five really works as an end to the series in a way, mm. with the way the whole thing plans out. Uh, so most people figure part five is the canonical end. So people are figuring right now that uh, Castle of Cagliostro is pretty early in Lupin, but a lot of people will still say it's the end of Lupin. Mm. But. No, it was, again, I, I really enjoyed it because, so I I love anime that it does really lean into more being almost realistic. I mean, as realistic as it's going to be for, you know, a spy heist-esque themed show and or movie. But I, I love, that's, I mean, that's why like Cowboy Bebop is one of my favorite anime. It's definitely on my top five. Uh, because of the fact that it is something that is based in reality, basically, you know, to the point where it's like, this could be, you know, legit. And I, I like, that's the one thing I did like about Lupin is that it's like, you know, besides like the, the inflatable dummy, I mean, shit like that happens. You can get stuff like that now. Yeah. And like the disguises and that, and like the disguises don't change their bone structure. Yeah, like that's a key point brought up later in the series too, with other things. Mm. There's so much good like loop on media. Like even if you just want to go in through the movies and just watch the movies, the movies are all pretty much bangers. Like obviously there's some weird ones, but so what I want to do is I want to watch all of the original anime, then I want to watch all the movies, then the live action movies, and then I want to check out that French show that's on Netflix, the Lupin French show. Uh, that's that- not actually related to the manga. No? No. Okay. It's just it's just supposed to be about Lupin. Like, uh, a literal retelling of, like, Lu- RCN Lupin the First, but modern day. 
It's like an accompaniment to Holmes. Hmm. Or Sherlock, I think is what the show is. Okay. But yeah, no, I, I like like I said, my plan is to basically just take in all of it and you know, watch it all. Because I'm hopefully gonna be able to get most of the idea of how Lupin's gonna work for by the time we do go into our Call of Cthulhu um show. I definitely wanna make sure that I have like the I mean, again, it's it's a heist caper kind of show, so you know, it's not that hard to do something like that, but you know, I, I, I again I, I like the movie. I'm gonna take in the content that came from the movie. And yeah. So uh fuck, let's talk about some uh favorite things from the movie. Why not? The clock tower fight, dude. That shit was so epic. Oh, fuck. I was gonna say my favorite thing from that whole entire movie was the the clock or the clockwork fight. Yeah. There's a giant battle essentially between the the main bad guy and the and Lupin where it's all on a clock tower and that shit's so fucking good. Or when Jigen just opens fire into the the ceremony with all the black Ku Klux Klan some members. Yeah. I loved I loved how they were having a sword fight and uh, uh Lupin had fucking uh the giant ass wrench in his hand. Yeah. And that then, scene yeah, is just Okay, the most impressive thing about how good this fucking movie work looks is it came out in 1975, Mitch. Yeah. Like, that's impressive. Like, the animation looked so good. Like, yeah, nowadays, no, like, all that would be CG. Yeah, no. Especially the clock, wor- or the clock parts would 100% been all CG. Mm. But for something, you know, back in the day, you know, the cell shading and everything else, it was fucking beautiful. Mm. And no, that that was probably one of my favorite fights. Um, and then I, I I think that's like the only real thing I really enjoyed from it, besides the random fucking assassins that would show up out of nowhere. And they had yeah, like, it was also pretty lit. Claws. Yeah, yeah. I do like the scene when the when him and Zeddy got her in there, and the assassin comes after him. They kicked the shit out of the assassin, so they send two more, and then they just fuck with the two assassins and then take their shit and leave. Yeah, yeah. That, was that seems funny. hilarious. Yeah. I love Zenigata. Another another scene I enjoyed was when uh, he wakes up from getting injured and he's like, just give me food. And it's like, if you eat too, or if you eat all this food, you're going to get indigestion. And you just see him start scarfing fucking food down and he's like, I don't feel so good. Yeah, it immediately bites him in the ass. Yeah. You know, I think this movie is just, I give it a solid 9 out of 10. It's essential loop on viewing. I, I would i would definitely give it an 8.5. Uh, once you watch more, you'll understand it's just essential. Yeah, that that's that's why I'm giving it an 8.5, because I haven't experienced the rest of the media. So I plan on, after watching everything and then revisiting the movie, I'll probably wind up coming on here and giving it my, like, 100% this is what it's set at. But as of right now... Um, I, I think if I were to give it a Mal rating, it would be an eight. Um, but if I was to give it my own personal rating, it'd be an 8.5 for sure. You know, Lupin is just a consistently great series. It's all, if you like what Lupin gives you, you're going to love the series. Mm. Like it, it's just, it's like, it's like when your mom makes that one really good thing you just, you just love. And it's just coming back to that. Like, my dad's been watching it since the fucking 90s and the late 80s, and he still loves it. 
I I, th- I think what we should do is we should probably start doing something like this a lot more is doing like older anime movies and stuff because I think that'd be really fun to go back and look at old things like that. I would love to do the Inuyasha movie too because I I, I enjoyed the Inuyasha movie and I would love to be able to talk about Inuyasha on the show besides us just like you know uh, grazing on it or you know glazing upon it and everything else. We talk about it a little bit and then we move on to something else. Like I would well, love to dedicate an episode speaking. To Speaking of older series, 6.30 PST the Saturday, I've gathered the biggest group of my friends to get together, drink, live on my Twitch, which there'll be an announcement out in the Discord, get in the fucking Discord if you're not in here, it's pretty lit. Um, and uh, we're going to be having all my good friends that want to come, and we're going to be playing a drinking game where we watch Ghost in the Shell creator's first manga. Uh, anime adaptation, Dominion and New Dominion Tank Police. Oh, sadistic Ned Flanders! Yay! I hope you know one of the one of the um uh, uh one of the the things on the drinking game bingo that we're going to be doing is uh is uh, so every time you pass the bingo, you finish your drink. That's the rule. You take a, you just take a sip till till you've gotten your bingo card, right? Mm-hmm. And uh. And fucking, what it is, is uh, one of the wild cards, is uh, a few of the wild cards splattered throughout, is anytime there's police brutality, you have to take a drink. Oh, no. So, an, um, another failed attempt at doing an episode we talked about, I uh, I wound up showing my coworker the um, Captain Taylor, or Captain Taylor? Yeah, yeah, we are going to have a Nari on. Dude, we need to get a Nari on for that. Yeah, we got we got to do that one. I showed my coworker um that anime cuz I'm like cuz I'm trying to explain to him what it's like. I'm like, imagine your character, you're as a D&D character and you max out on uh on luck. On char- you max out on charisma and luck and dump and constitution. And you dump strength, dexterity, intelligence and wisdom. Yeah. And that's essentially how what this character is. And I showed him the This guy's uh, playing Fallout New Vegas with ten luck and ten charisma and one and everything else. I was um so I showed him the scene where he goes in during the fucking um the uh hostage situation. And like this was I think God, what episode would that would have been? Uh fuck. I think it was like third or fourth episode. It was one of the early episodes because I didn't want to get spoil him on, you know, the show. But I showed him just that one scene and he's like, Yeah, I'm definitely watching this. It's so fucking funny, dude. Like me and Mitch watched it together and we were just busting our asses laughing yeah. the whole time. I, I think I still think one of the best things we sat and watched together was still probably the uh the City Hunter uh live action uh adaptation. Dude, that movie was so fucking funny. It was so good. Listen, I still love the scene in that movie where where he reaches down to grab the car, the gar, uh, the gear shift. He goes, "That's not the gear shifter, Rio or Nikki. That's my penis." <laughs> the the other one I really enjoyed was I think it was like right near the very beginning where the fucking they're fighting over the co- or the the body and he grabs the dude's I think he grabs like the dude's penis or something. Yeah, yeah, he goes they go for the gun and uh Falcon grabs a or Umebuzo grabs a handful of mancock. Yeah. And it like it doesn't like show it doesn't like not show it like it just shows him full on grabbing a handful of this man's dick. Yeah. And then he sends him he sends the he knocks him out and sends him in for ass hair removal. 
And then yeah. the doctor's like, sorry, honey, I'm going to be late. This is going to be a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, we got we got to find... So I, I I noticed that there is a live ad or live action adaptation of uh, Lupin uh, from like the seventies, and it looks like an Austin Powers fucking uh, spinoff or like a knockoff kind of thing. Dude, if we I review have, that, we have to review the Austin Powers trilogy. Dude, if we do, if we are, I would a hundred percent love to rewatch Austin Powers because it has been so long since I watched. Do I make you horny, baby? <laughs> mm. I can't do the the tongue roll. Yeah, no. Yeah, if we're gonna do, yeah, if we do fucking the live action loop on, we have to do Austin Powers too. You know what my favorite Mike Myers joke in any media is? Hmm. So do you know in Baby Driver when they get all the Mike Myers masks? Do you know they were originally trying to get the rights to use the Halloween Michael Myers mask, but they couldn't. So they, so the director, since they already had the script written and. Like, they were about to film the scene. He just literally called Mike Myers and said, Hey, um, we can't get the right for Michael Myers. Can we use your face as a joke in the movie? And he goes, That would be fucking hilarious. Yes. So, one of my favorite random appearances of Mike Myers in a movie is Inglorious Bastards. He's fucking randomly just there as a yeah. fucking random character. And you wouldn't notice either right away because he's got, like, a thick English accent on and everything else. And he's got makeup on, so you can't really tell. But I, I noticed it the one time I'm watching. I'm like, that looks like Mike Myers. And then I'm like, internet in my hand. I Google it. I'm like, ha ha. You know what? Mike Myers has an Instagram. I'm going to DM him and ask him to come on. He's our number one. You know what? Let, let's make it now. What's our top ten get? Our top five guests for fucking talking anime? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll each put one down, Mitch. And I think obviously our number one is Mike Myers. Yeah, it's gotta be Mike Myers. We gotta have a Canadian. We gotta have one of the Canadian treasures on our. That, that's that's number one. That's our number one. or your number one. What's your pick for number five? We'll go number five. I'll do four. You do three, and I'll do two. I, I would have to. Say, it'd have to be a voice actor I really fucking love. I would love to have a voice actor on. Who like Matt Mercer or someone? I mean, if we could pull someone like Matt Mercer to come on our show, I'd fucking love to. Or Travis Willingham, because I would love to fucking sit there and talk, or fucking do a Full Metal Alchemist episode if we can. Or like it. Lauren Bailey or something. Dude, I would love to get anyone from Critical Role. I'm just saying that now. Anyone okay. from Critical Role, that's my number five. I'm gonna say anyone it. I might not. I might not avidly listen to your podcast, guys. And I know Matt Mercer regrets what he did to some people for D and D, but hey. You guys make a pretty fun thing, even if your show fucking sucked. I mean, it's kind of critical role is like the main reason why Rolpocto is a thing because well, no I am, shit. I am heavily influenced from like those guys, um, uh, Dungeons and Daddies, which is another fantastic D and D podcast. If uh, people listening want a funny D and D podcast, um, or you know, I mean, Rolpocto is pretty funny when I show up. I'm just kind of doing random shit. Yeah, just like in the episode that's supposed to be, or that will be out when this airs, because this will be coming out the week after we're recording this. Um, episode three would be coming out, and that's the episode where Gachi becomes a terrorist. Yes, so I should explain this. I have a weird thing about committing war crimes, like genocides in D&D. Like, I've just done it by accident so many times, it happens once a campaign at this point. Yeah, and it it happened. It happened in the episode. If if you're but, listening to um, this and you listen to the Rolpocto episode, you understand. If you are listening to this and haven't, 
Uh, gotcha. Do you want to explain to them what you did? So basically, I have these the because my character's from the future, right? It gets revealed in this episode. My character's from the future. A little spoilers here, but we'll give a little bit. So my character has a detonation, like a pressure sensitive, like debt pack for blowing shit up, for destroying bad things, right? Like, uh, like say uh, uh, an orphanage or something like that that needs to be burned <laughs> to save the future. And uh, you know, I slam it on the table, and I get a, I think I got a nat twenty on the intimidation check. Yeah. And I slam it on the table and go, let's go, motherfuckers, let's go. Well, everyone else is sneaking around doing this stealth thing. I'm just in there being a monkey to keep them distracted because there's two guys guarding the door. I have my hand on the detonator on the fucking debt pack. And the guy drops a trap door. I follow the trap door. So the, the explosion doesn't hit me, but it hits everyone else in the room. Yeah, yeah. it literally, I think you and, um, I can't remember. I, th- I think Chris, it was, it was maybe Chris. triple. It no, Chris, it was Chris. Yeah. Me yeah, and Chris were the only that. ones got unhurt from it. Yeah, but like it was, it was crazy because. So in the, in the situation, I had to come up with okay, I need to make sure that they're still fighting the boss I have planned. So what the fuck am I going to do? Gachi comes in with an explosive. I'm like trap door. Why not? Because I need to push the plot further to have the enemy appear. And yeah, Big Hollow appeared, but it came at the cost of almost completely TPKing everybody. Okay, so another fun thing about that episode. I guess we could talk a little bit about it because you yeah, know it's been a while since we the, epi- the episode would have been uh, would be uh, would be out by now. Yeah. Um, another fun thing is Mitch gave me a really cool sniper rifle, the twenty millimeter anti tank cannon, but it takes a full round action to set up. And Mitch didn't realize that it has a times four critical multiplier. Yeah. And I had the sharpshooter feet, and I nat 20'd the boss and dealt, I think we did the math at the end of it, it was 188 damage to the boss. Yeah, it was it was stupid high. It's like, yeah, you killed this fucking thing. It was just over. Just... And I had disadvantage, but we play with the rule of cool, which is a nat 1 or the nat 20 overrides it on advantage or disadvantage. Mm. That's something I think me and Mitch have always agreed on. And yeah, I'm surprised it worked out for me. <laughs> so I, I mean, like the thing people should understand is that I very much follow the rule. Cool. If you're gonna bring some cool shit at me, I'm gonna be like, yeah, sure, go ahead, do it. Well, see if it works. I was, like me and Mitch had this whole thing planned out because uh, I can't always make it just with my work schedule because I work swing shifts and shit. Yeah, I can't be there every session. So Mitch had me play essentially a character that's that like works to help out the party, but doesn't always necessarily have to be there. So I just made a time trap. So everyone's like, "Yeah, let's play this. Let's play all our serious bleach characters." And meanwhile, my shit post is there. It's a drunk cowboy time traveling gunslinger who has power armor that makes him look like an NCR ranger, and he's a biomedically engineered super soldier. Yep. So in other words, we have Captain a time traveling Captain America in a fucking metal suit. With guns. Yeah, and the cool thing we thought of my character is like, well, I don't really have all these powers because I'm just kind of a a, a human uh, a soul reaper and a full bringer, kind of just inject and a Quincy injected with a bunch of soul energy, but I can't really use it very well. So I just have a bunch of tech that augments my shit. Yeah. And I'm like, when when you brought that idea or that idea up to me, I'm like, yeah, fuck, we'll do it because it's cool and it's you know, and it also would explain why your character wouldn't be there all the time. Is that oh, I got called away to go do you know another time loop fix, you know, shit like that. 
and Mike. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. And it, it just it it works it works out because again we're gonna have people coming and going all the time, but we have like our main our main cast is still there, and then we have you know special appearance by Gachi and all them when you can make it right. So yeah, and it's pretty fucking fun just to be able to just kind of like. Well, the DM knows I'm not going to be there, so he lets me have my little retard moments and do my stupid <laughs> shit. Yeah. Like, um, trust me, the new system we're going to be playing after we're done are called Cthulhu. Mitch, did you ever look through that book? I haven't yet. I plan on uh, reading through it. Uh, it is the most in-depth RPG system I have, I've ever seen, and it is so fun. Hmm. Yeah, because we're going to be doing, uh, Gachi's going to be, I, I think you're DMing it, right? Uh, Yeah, I will DM it. Yeah, so we're going to be doing that while I work on uh, the story beats for uh, the second arc. The plan is I'm going to try and get myself ahead on the arcs, arc systems because I, I do have a looming surgery coming up. Uh, you know, latest date I'm going to have it done is in September. So I want to have everything planned out, everything recorded as much as possible before I have to go for surgery. And then I'm gone for another two weeks or whatever it is while I'm off recovering before I can come back and do all the recording shit again. Yeah, before you're back, like, in the studio, so to speak. Mm. And it lets me be able to take over, and even then, that way Mitch can work on his story. And if at the event we get that part done, it gives him time to sit in his bed and write, and I can run... We have another a, a slot of... Uh, uh, another, like, vibe to go off. But, for everyone here watching, it wants a little teaser on what I'm calling uh, uh, post-apocalypse spunk. Here's a little uh, here's a little teaser for anyone that knows it. Here's the uh, the uh, the vibe for what my little campaign's going to be based off of, roughly. Roughly. Oh. What's that? Here, let me play. This is a little too good. Here's three anime or three three like opening so iconic things, and this is the vibe the show is gonna have. First one, 
she'll tell you now. First little teaser you're going to get is it's going to be Desert Punk setting mixed with... To set the world on fire. Mixed with a little bit of Fallout. I'm already loving this. You had me at Fallout. And it's gonna be set in Canada. You know what? I'll give you. You know what? I'll give you another teaser. I'll the fourth song in. You already have me at. Whoa, whoa, whoa! My penis can only get so hard, there, good sir. That one is you, no other will do. And uh, another, another, I, I mean, somewhat news update about the podcast. We're on Acast now, so both shows will be able to be on just about everything now, hopefully. Yeah. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, of course, and Mitch will include links to my Twitch and the Discord here and our socials it's, as well. It's already, it's already on, um, I already have the, uh, the link tree set up for all that stuff, so we're all good. Bye. So yeah, we're going to get a little bit of a nuclear apocalypse, maybe a little bit of robot action. Maybe some cool power armors, who knows? Maybe a little bit of weird social experiments. All I care about is if I can use a big sword. I don't want to set the world on fire, honey. I love you too much. All I can say is maybe expect a parody of the Enclave. A great big flame. Maybe a parody of the Brotherhood of Steel. Maybe Alberta's a giant tomb world from fucking the Necrons from Warhammer 40k. Maybe. Darling, I have only one desire. God, we're gonna reference the living fuck out of Canada on this uh, on our little. Well, the the setting is Canada. That's the setting for uh, Alpha and Omega, the game system we're gonna be using. It's actually a defunct company now too. I'm just wondering if I need to do super Canadian accent for my character. No. But if you want to make a lumberjack that's like super geared into like spellcasting or cybernetics, like do you want to make Raiden from Metal Gear with a lumberjack, like a battle axe or like a, be a fucked up lumberjack, dude? I would 100% help you make that shit. I'm 100% down to do this. Let's do this. Fuck the super sledge. We're gonna give you a jet powered axe or some shit. Yes. And just walk around, you know, big fucking burly. Ch- I'm gonna be like a dwarf, but. There's well, there's not really dwarfs, but there's like cybernetic mole people. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look this over because I really want to make something just really fucking out of life. And this is the last, uh, the next to last teaser. Mitch, do you know what this is? Seventy inch plasma screen TV. That's your hint. I'll give you another hint. Bitches love cannon. I I am I'm really high right now. Like Helsing. I didn't get that part of Helsing. Helsing, you gotta watch Helsing Bridge, dude. 
so funny. I got so watch. fucking funny. I love four stars, so anything with them is a bridge Hey, I got an audition for. I have uh, a chance to be on a. Which one? Um. So, do you know um, the guys that did the bridge? Yeah. Um, I'm on their Discord, and um, they're uh, they they post uh, abridged people looking for people, and um, I am going to be auditioning to be on uh they're going to be doing Ricky. a certain magical index Ricky, Ricky get up bitch Ricky, Ricky. get up Pish. get up get up oh he's drunk as hell dude uh, in the last teaser we got to go steal a motor Ricky yeah. What the fuck are you talking about bubbles Gord's going to give us some chicken if we get him a new motor Because it's set chicken? in Canada Roll pop go Post apocalypto, the, the darkest one. That's what the name of it is. Of chicken, not one bucket. Oh, you didn't know you meant one bucket. I can eat a fucking bucket myself. Right, here's the deal. My goal for it is the trailer park boys. Two buckets of chicken mixed with anime. Gravy, go fight vampires in the post-apocalyptic fries. wastelands yeah. of Canada. Macaroni salad. Uh, the only thing we're missing is just a random butter, butter Kenny, and it'll be Canadian. Two buckets of chicken and drive the liquor store. I just want a Letterkenny X Trailer Park Boys crossover. Yes, that'd be great. Dude, if that I get the rights to use this as our opening, that'd be so lit. Tragically Hip is like my favorite band of all time. Otherwise, I would have dropped the fucking tragically hip for you. It is the best Canadian band. Lost on our Fuck Nickelback, give me tragically hip. Well, you don't come How dare you say that Nickelback is one of the greatest Canadian bands of all time? Oh, piss off. Everyone likes Nickelback. They just don't want to admit it. No, but no one outside of Canada knows who the fuck the hip is. I don't like them. I honestly, I don't. I respect the music. I just don't like it. I'm a hip boy through and through. The is See, I'm for me the tie between Bob Cajun and the Darkest One. That's like saying that's like saying Johnny Cash Ring of Fire is your favorite Johnny Cash song. Exactly. Personally, Johnny Cash, I really like. I honestly really love this cover of Hurt. You know, you know you're you know you're badass when you can take Nine Inch Nails and turn it into one of the best country songs of all time. Exactly. I'll admit I like Kenny Rogers more than fucking Johnny Cash, but Johnny Cash is honestly, I would say, the greatest country musician ever. As much as I love my Kenny. Kenny. 
Because you can literally just plug any pre-made monster into the Alpha and Omega formula and it works. And it, it's just way more professional. Yeah, no, it's just, I, I, I want to test out like a bunch of other um, cable companies with like, Honestly, then, if we're doing that, I want to do a 40k with God. I, I'm, I'm down. Uh, if you want to DM it or if you want to it, I just need uh, the, uh, the uh, Well, we like, can do like, Cyberpunk Red. Oh, Cyberpunk would be awesome. I don't want to Well, that's and Alpha and Omega. The best part of Alpha and Omega is it's literally, it's literally fucking Fallout meets, um, like, Cyberpunk. Mixed with, like, it's like that plus, it's like that plus John Constantine. It's an amalgam of ideas that shouldn't work, but they work. Because most of everywhere is just a fucking wasteland. And then, and then like, the cities are just cyberpunk mega cities. Like, I, I have, like, I have ideas, like, I'm, I mean, I'm actually currently working on, um, my own, uh, tabletop game. Uh... Because I'm a huge fan of 80s slasher um, films and everything else, I want to make a slasher-themed uh, tabletop game. Listen, that- as long as there's a legendary item that when you get your hand cut off you or you get a limb removed, you can attach it with a chainsaw, and there better be a, a legendary double-barrel shotgun that when you pick it up, you can yell, this is my boomstick, and it makes a monster. Yes, yes, you can be Ash Williams for when we do this. I will help you build this, Mitch, because I've made, like, 40 D&D classes. I literally... So, one campaign... Well, you know what? Fuck it. We're, we've talked about Lupin. We're going to rant about yeah. this for a little bit. One of my favorite characters I ever made was a custom rogue archetype. It was, okay. like, an in-between of rogue and bard. And it was Ooh, called okay. the Combat Butler subclass. Okay. And so, instead of spells, you had, in, like, infusions from, like, an artificer that came off the bard spell list. And you know how you cast your spells? Yeah. They were like day-long buffs by brewing tea. <laughs> okay. You got you you could take you, the one really strong perk of it was your uh, eight-hour your long rests are only four hours long for you, but you must spend at least uh, two hours after. So it was a six-hour total for your long rest instead of the eight-hour. Okay. That you're, you're required because you're required an eight-hour for a long rest, right? Yeah. You could take yours in six hours. And you'd be fully rested, but you had to spend two of them cleaning, cooking, and uh, and brewing tea and snacks. Okay, so, I mean, what I was going to say for what I was watching this week um, was uh, I just got the wife into watching uh, Miss Kobayashi's uh, Dragon Maid. And, uh, <laughs> we just got into season two, and I have to say season two is so much more entertaining. And, Dude, uh, honestly, Miss Kobayashi's OP was, bang- was a banger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, before we did Miss Kobayashi, we watched, um, The Ascension of a Bookworm. Well, you're back into the shit now, but whatever. I, I mean, but yeah, but we were, I went from that and then we went to Miss Kobayashi's right after that. And I'm, uh, so I, I, 
I have watched the first season before because I guessed it on the Otaku Host Club, and okay. we talked about uh, we talked. Yeah, about those guys their like their Kobayashi's Dragon. Movie. Yeah, so that's that's how I was introduced into watching it was because I watched it on there, and then now that I'm rewatching it with my wife. I have to say that I am I'm liking the show, but it's not to the point where I would take in the other media to it, like the manga or anything. Yeah, it. it so a show has to be like my in my top five radar t- for me to spend the money on getting the manga for it. Um, or I have to have you know really love the show. Like that's why I have Shaman King. I have the first six volumes of the Sh- or of Shaman King. Because Dude, if I, I ever I grew- get you into light novels, I already have one we have to review. I, I want to get into light novels. It's just I need to find the right one for me. Because I know light novel-wise, I want to read Overlord because of the fact that it is like heavily... like If you're a D&D fan, then Overlord's like the light novel for you because they have like... No, no, no. Stop right there. Let me finish. <laughs> Stop right there. Just remove everything you said about Overlord. And then replace that with Goblin Slayer. I mean, Goblin Slayer is definitely another one that I want to read as well. Um, it's so I much more it. brutal, man. It's unbelievably more brutal. I loved the anime for... Um, uh, season 2 just got confirmed as well. Yeah, it's supposed to be... Isn't it coming out this year, I think they said? I think it comes out... It's supposed to be this year. Uh, and next season we get Chainsaw Man, finally. I'm I'm excited for Shield Hero. Shield Hero's second season's coming out. I'm excited. Yeah, for that. I don't care about Shield Hero. I I, I liked Shield Hero. Um, well, I'm, yeah, I'm well, for, Mitch. I'm, no offense, but we already know what I would say. What I'm going to say about Shield Hero. So let's let's just agree to disagree on this one. <laughs> Goblin Slayer. No, I'm excited for Goblin Slayer. I'm excited for the second season. Um, because so I mean, the first time going into watching Goblin Slayer, I wasn't really expecting the random rape scenes to show up. Because I, I'm not used to random rape scenes in my anime. Yeah, you're not used to... Anime tends to not to go, Oh, oh, oh I'm gonna rape you, and then it gets beat up. No, in Goblin Slayer, if you're a fucking idiot, you're just gonna get fucking killed and raped. Yeah, Probably eaten, female, too. If you're a female, yeah, congratulations. You're officially gonna be a goblin's bitch. But, yeah, it's fucked. But, I mean, like, it's such a good fucking story, though. That's the thing that kills me. It's such a good story. You You can really like the characters... But yeah, no, it's very much like if you're not used to shit like that happening. All I'm going to say is going into the light novels, don't get attached. I I have learned from watching Attack on Titan to never get attached to characters in a dark fantasy because they will probably not be there. I learned that with Berserk. I I have yet to... I read a couple uh, chapters of... Stop! Mitch, of the manga. Mitch, of the Mitch, manga. Mitch, 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 Mitch. I, I have I read the no, manga. No, 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 no. I'm saving you from the hordes right now. Just stop. Go read it. And we'll come back to this when you've read it. That's a lot of reading, man. Yeah, well, too fucking bad. It's not like it's going to get updated anytime soon, so go read it. Uh, it's it's probably going to be after I get Bleach done. I'm probably either going to go and read Berserk or I'm going to finish Fist of North Star. Because I'm like 70 chapters. Listen, into- you know how much I love my Fist of the North Star. And even after that, I'm going to say just, you know what I'm going to tell you to go read. So, Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty deep in the North, uh, Fist of the North Star. I almost bought the physical copies because I saw it. And I'm like, no. I got the physicals. But I, I wanted the physicals so bad, but I wound up getting Shaman King instead. Because I'm a completionist and I need to complete my collection. 
Yeah, I, I don't really care about having physicals. Like, I think the one poster I have is a JoJo poster. And I have one figure, and it's of Hoshi from One Piece. So my my thing is, I I love I pay for the Shonen Jump app, and I have the the app that doesn't have or whatever is not on Shonen Jump. I go to that app to read it. Um, but uh, I I I just I prefer like the physicals. Uh, I mean, I have the first three volumes of uh, Demon Slayer on uh, physicals. I have the first two volumes of blade of the immortal uh in physical hey how are you liking that so far i am fucking loving it i i put it hey, on i told you i told you it was great i was i was sold on it because i'm i'm a weeb i love fucking samurai themed shit so like i will automatically go to reading something with samurais in it i put it on hold i got through like i think the first chapter and i put it on hold to focus on reading bleach because i need to know more bleach for the fucking podcast and um so fucking I, I as soon as i finish bleach i'm probably gonna either do berserk or blade of the immortal uh next but the fucking god i have so i have the deluxe editions so the ones that have or that's the the um what is it the uh the multiple volumes in one yeah one you should read after you finish those though is vagabond, vagabond or vagabond. lone wolf Lone Wolf and Cub, I think you'd also really like. Vagabond was on my list, and I read a, the, uh, a couple pages of it, and I was loving it. And then um, I read... Well, the guy that did that is the guy that made Slam Dunk. I think I remember That's one. almost That's almost as much as Whiplash as saying... Or no, sorry, I think he... No, yeah, he did Slam Dunk. I almost said he did Kuroko no Basket, but no, he did... That was Haikyuu that did that. He did, um, he did Slam Dunk. I think he also did Ice Shield 21, now that I'm thinking about it. God, I remember Ice Shield because I used to get Shonen Jump, and that was in uh, Shonen Jump for like a hot minute. I still love how one of the guy's superpowers of that is literally just that he's black. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so racist, too. Did you ever watch that scene where it's like the American team and one of the guys black? And they get mad, the coach gets, because the coach is a dick, he's like, I'm going to ship you back to Africa if you don't do well here, kid. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, dude, Japan, do you have no fucking chill? Like, Japan, Japan doesn't understand racism. Bless their hearts. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, God, I, th- I think I remember watching it. Um, I know I remember reading it, because I, like I said, I used to get Shonen Jump. And now I, it was in there for, it was in Shonen Jump for like a hot minute when I used to buy it. Um, God, I mean, like if we're going to talk about like really fucked up anime, I mean like the, or manga, I mean like the first, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, like the original, uh, Oh yeah. The shadow realm, the shadow realm is just fucking non-existent and they just fucking die. Yeah. Like you fucking die. And then, you know, we make it into, you know, a serialized fucking thing. It's like, oh, we can't really censorships yeah. so we can't tell people they're going to die or to go into hell they're going to the shadow realm man i feel 21 it's such a good op dude you know what i'm gonna play the op for you mitch because it's such a banger yeah if, if i hear it i probably remember if i've watched it because that tends to fucking bring back memories if i hear an op listen i put it on tier with Bex op Ha!
Dude, I mean, it's a banger. So, yeah, I, I just, um, so another, uh, life thing that happened today is I redownloaded the, uh, Retro Crush, um, app on my phone. The first thing I saw was, um, Hajino Ipo. And I'm like, ooh, I know what I need to watch soon. You know what? I'm going to say before you watch that, man, you got to fucking watch, you got to actually watch Ashton Joe for once. Yeah, I'm, I'm, is it on, uh, Retro Crush? Yeah, I think it's all in Retro Crush. If not, I can give you the piracy links for it, dude. But it's yeah. so fucking good. Even if the animations, but it's it's a master. Like we wouldn't have so much. Like that manga is literally accredited with starting the boxing craze in the fucking in Japan. I know another one. I I people I've been wanting to check out is uh, Megalobox. Well, it's it's a spiritual successor to Ashton Ojo because it's all the same characters, mm. except no, for I. The one thing I don't like is I don't like what they did to Joe in it. Because Joe's weight... Joe's supposed to be a fucking asshole. That's his whole character arc, is he's a fucking asshole. And they don't really do that very well in Megalobox. Now, there's there's a bunch of anime that I've been meaning to check out that is just... I mean, the other one is I just keep fucking people post, seeing people post about it is uh, JJK. I haven't even finished JJK yet. JJK isn't that good. It's it's all right. It looks good. It looks good, but it's nothing to put on your priority the, watch. The, the the problem is, like I said, I watched the first eight episodes. I gave it like a college try, and just, I have not been motivated to go back. I literally felt the exact same way, dude. It's it's like like people don't understand when I say like yeah, I've like because I read all the old shit, right? Like I've mm-hmm. seen all this shit before. Sure, it might not look as good, but I turn off my brain and watch them occasionally. But, like, we have one guy in our Discord here, and you'll see me fighting with it. We have a Demon Slayer chat. You'll see yeah. her. Every someone says, oh, Demon Slayer is a masterpiece. No, it's fucking not. It's the 6 out of 10 story with 9 out of 10 animation. That's So that's the thing about Demon Slayer is I can respect the fact that it's it's a very basic story, but it's the animation that carries it. And I'm not knocking it. Like, I think yeah. it's... It's good. I just don't... I think, like, you have to realize, I rate, like, if I don't like a show, I give it a four. If I, like, even if I don't like it, but I think it's, like, a well-done show, I'll give it a six or a five. Mm. Like, it's passing. It's just not for me. Like, I gave JJK a 6.5. No, I give it a seven out of ten. It's it's great if you're into it. I just didn't like the story, man. Like, it's the same... It's my same with thoughts on Ava. I love Ava's aesthetic... I love its aesthetic. I love its soundtrack. I love its imagery. I just don't like the story. So, like, 
from, uh, I, I love Demon Slayer. Like, it's definitely, like, my top five. And it, it, the reason why is because it hits the things I fucking love about, you know, anime, like the samurai fighting, the, the you know, a little bit of lore, stuff like that. I, I love fucking Demon Slayer. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, the action scenes, I, I enjoy watching the fight scenes and stuff like that. And I, I, I love the anime. It's again, it's one of my top five animes. Of course, I, I love the anime. Again, I have physical copies for it. If I didn't have the physicals, then I wouldn't give a shit. But like, I, I love it. Yeah, it's it's a pretty show, but it, it ticks all the boxes for me personally on what I love in an anime. So that's why I will like talk about it. But I'm not going to go on the Internet and say it's a masterclass. I've seen anime that is shit that is technically a masterclass. But Demon Slayer is definitely up there for... You know what's a master class you should check out? Because I don't think you've watched it. Devilman Crybaby. I have I have been meaning to get around to watching it. Um, There's another one of those retro series on a massive simp for is Devilman. Because I, I know Violent Jack was... Yeah, yeah you know, Jack one, one of my were... favorite mangas is Violent Jack, which is... Yeah. Minor spoilers. It's kind of a... C- well, it's more like the Avengers of all of his works, but... Mm of Gona guys works, but like from that period, but it's still a fucking banger. Mm. I, I definitely, like I said, um, devil man Crybaby is on my list. It's just, I have I, other things keep coming out that I want to watch first. And then it just keeps getting lower and lower on the list. I'm going to eventually bring it up to the top of the list and actually watch it. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm slowly, slowly taking off the things that I see that I'm like, Oh, I want to watch this. I want to watch this. Well, you still got to watch peacemakers. So we can do an episode on it. Yeah, I'm gonna have. To, I gotta get a. I gotta get a weekend where I have fucking absolutely not. I mean, I could probably do it next weekend because I'm off all that weekend or all that week, and so I could probably watch it. I just, I, I just need a weekend where I'm not fucking doing shit. Mm-hmm. But with but, that uh, being I, said, I think we should probably start our wrap up now. Yeah, I think so. And um, so overall, uh, Lupin, uh, talking anime score, what are we going to give it overall? Uh, if talking the whole series, 9.5. We're talking the movie, I'm going to give it a solid 9. I, I would, give I it would a solid- say if you're like, and that's me being conservative with it. Normally I would give it a 9.5, but like being conservative as a guy just coming into Lupin, I'd say it's a solid 9, like even just as a standalone watch. Yeah, as... So say that I, if I were to say I didn't want to watch Lupin after watching the movie, I would definitely have given it an eight um, because I did enjoy myself while I was watching the movie. Um, And again, I'm going to be watching the anime going forward. So yeah, it's going to an 8.5, my personal rating. Um, So what math wise, what would that be out of a hundred? Well, 85. We'll call it, yeah. that'd be a nine, like an 87, 88 between the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. So 88 out of a hundred, uh, that would be the talking anime, uh, score for, uh, Lupin the third. But uh, that being said, I'm setting a new, we have a Patreon guys. You should check that out. And we actually have a new tier. If I can find, I, I might've found a gem of like forbidden media. Cause I know all of us love Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at fucking, if we get to $100 a month, which is enough to pay for hosting and for us to put a little money together to up, uh, to get each of us better mics and better audio gear so we can make a little bit of a higher quality podcast and we can get Mitch, my PC sent over, which I am on the way of getting it done. Just shipping's been closed in my town, Mitch. 
Mm. Um, so I'm waiting until that opens up again. But um, we can get some new software together for all of us. We get to a hundred bucks a month. Um, we are going to do a special reviewing the nineteen uh like eighties and the nineteen seventies Japanese and the Turkish Spider Man TV shows. Oh God, yes, I am all for this. That's, a, that's exactly, our goal at 100 exactly bucks a month. What we're doing. Yeah. And you know what? While we're at it, we're going to view the Spider-Man ass-slapping porno. <laughs> God damn it. And, and of course, um, yes, we do have uh, Patreon. Um, we have a coffee as well. If you don't want to do the uh, monthly subscription paying. Remember, uh, you if you want to do... send me $2,000, I'll send you a picture of my butthole. I don't know. $2,000 was for us to cover all of Orimo. Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to hit us up on um, coffee and donate two thousand um, dollars because you love our show and want to see us suffer, we will gladly review uh, Orimo again. And don't but, forget the, the hidden Patreon tier for two hundred dollars a month uh, where you get to see my butthole. You don't get any other of the perks, but I'll just send you a picture of my asshole. I got I got to go through and uh, yeah, because I believe right now on our Patreon, I don't think I've updated it recently so yeah, it's like it's the 200 dollars see gotchi's butthole tier <laughs> so it's like as low Ooh. as i think it was like three dollars a month or something like that you can get the episode uh a day early yada 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 all that you know shit people always promote our uh, shit doesn't have commercials also so, you also uh by joining the patreon get access to the secret chat that i have where i literally just post pirated links to audiobooks yes we uh that is true uh we do get some lovely uh links popping up randomly so if you get uh if you do join our patreon yeah and of course yeah uh if you want to support us just hit the link tree up below to check us out on our socials and don't forget that if you do enjoy our show here, to go and check out our other show here on the Roll for Weeb Network, go and check out our D&D podcast, Roll Pocto, where we play Bleach D&D and a bunch of other tabletop games with a slice of anime in it, because everything is great with a little bit of anime. And with that being said, I have been Mitch. And I have been your misogynistic master. Gachi Muchi reviews. And thank you all for listening to the hashtag best worst anime podcast around. We will see you guys next time on Talking Anime. Peace out, everybody.